Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to activespirituality.life with Pamela Cuchinell and Susie Mazzoli. Pam's going to let us know all about the week ahead, and then I'll be back with our meditation. So those of you who have listened remember that a couple of weeks ago I spoke about the new moon in the sign of Scorpio and what a powerful new moon that was even though it wasn't an eclipse or anything like that but it definitely had a lot of very strong momentum energy. So how this day, November 27th, with the full moon pans out has a lot to do with what you actually did with that momentum, that transformation mandate. And, you know, that varies per individual. What we see when we look on a wider sphere is definitely affected by what happens in the individuals. So the more individuals that make decisions to work transformationally and in an evolutionary way with their own spiritual, psychological, emotional, physical uh, ways that they can shift, shapeshift, and craft something new, then that has an effect on the uh, larger sphere as well because each of us is part of the determination of what happens in the bigger picture of the world, even though at times we may feel powerless. But the important thing is to bring it back home to what you can work on and shift. And I'm avoiding the word control because it's not about control. (laughs) Actually, it's about understanding what you can design and create and adapting when things don't go exactly as you would like to control them. And that's been a lot of the message with Pluto and Capricorn being in an earth sign since 2008, which has really been driving home that the the big systems of institutions and how things have been dictated are falling apart. They don't want to fall apart, especially the people who are seemingly in control and benefit from their existence a lot financially and in a power um, dynamic. But nonetheless, they are breaking down. That's simply how it goes. 
And as we move into 2024, when Pluto gets more firmly into the sign of Aquarius, we will continue to see the effects of holding on to old outworn institutions and how it's not a good map for overall survival and growth. So why do I talk about this today? I talk about this today because it's the full moon. So the full moon is about integration. And did we do what we had planned or supposed or maybe even not really mapped out over the past couple of weeks. Maybe it was more abstract, conceptual, or not really in our consciousness. But what was started? What have you been working on in an ongoing process? And today's a really good day at reflecting where that is and what it's about. Now, one thing to note is the past weekend, the one we're just coming off before the 27th, the moon was in the sign of Taurus, which is the opposite sign of the Scorpio new moon. It was a very strongly aspected weekend for really integrating and forging those new uh, frames or ways that you want to be. On today, the 27th, the full moon is actually in the sign of Gemini. And this happens, you know, it's, it's not... There's 30 degrees in a sign. It all depends where uh, the relationship of the sun and moon is. At this point, the Sagittarius sun and the Gemini moon are at 4 degrees 51 minutes. So what we end up getting then is a full moon that is not the classic opposition of what was that new moon in Scorpio that was at late degree Scorpio. But that doesn't mean it doesn't have the same effect. So here we are at integrating. And what's happening is that new moon in Gemini is ideally being infused with wisdom, with what we've earned through knowledge, through seeking, through uh, un learning through our risks and our challenges. And those of us who have done that may have a very different experience over the next couple of days than people who it feels like, oh my God, you know, why is this happening? Well, it's happening. And what I mean by it is a sense of being challenged or having to face certain things or explain certain things or come up with tools to cope, adapt, es express because of perceived challenges. Now, these might be actual challenges where you're in conversation with people over Monday and Tuesday uh, about way, ways things are done or outcomes. The point here is there is a bit of confusion. We don't have the whole picture. And so then I'm back to the reminder that we're not totally in control. What we want to do is we want to adapt and control our reactions to things because that's what we have the ability to work with. 
And depending on what it is, you know, life is always tripping people up. Those of us who can actually control our reactions to everything are rare or probably um, work in some sort of capacity where (laughs) they just are brilliant with containing things. But do they do that in their personal lives? I mean, it's, it's difficult to always have a handle on how we react to things. And so when that comes up, especially if the messages are muddy or we're feeling confused or our point isn't being received as we intended, the important thing is to look at, okay, what is the germ, the the core of what needs to be said here and what can I learn from Yes, my reaction about what's called, or someone else's reaction. It's not always you as an individual who's experiencing the tumult. It could be you find yourself in a situation because of how someone else is um, is reacting or wanting information or demanding or there's confusion in the message or people just did not line up the way we would like in an integrated fashion. So what happens when the full moon doesn't have that sense of insight and resolution as it passes? Well, we ideally are learning and tweaking and realigning and seeing, okay, um, what is it I can work harder at or aim more effectively at? Because as we go through the waning cycle over the next couple of weeks, it's it, it, it's not necessarily always a do-over. I mean, it can be depending on the situation, but it it gives us the ability to wrap up, understand, and and decide where we're going with whatever that project task or goal was. And a lot of a lot of times, these things are very short term. It's it's not as though um, what's going on is going to demand a lot more work or, or time or energy. But it's important to address it if it feels like it's it, it hasn't been explained or communicated or resolved in the way you would like. Because back to the energy of the new moon a couple of weeks ago, the the platform was about some kind of deep transformation and lesson. And those of us who actually are working with that in some way, even if it's subtle or it seems unrelated or not Germanic to whatever it was that you were working with, the more we can work on being clear, understanding, and gaining the wisdom, the better. And with uh, especially Mercury aspects now or Gemini aspect uh, things going on, I think this is just so important because we're in, quote, the information age. And yet information is meaningless 
without research, knowledge, um, integrating, uh, critical thinking. And that's what this full moon is really driving home. Okay, this is being presented to us, but have we done the work, the research that will lead us to really getting clear of the miasma, the confusion, the smoke that isn't letting us know exactly which way we're going now. So the moon goes for it, of course, at 8.03 p.m., that's Eastern time, and the times I give, uh, if you're not on the Eastern time zone, you just want to adjust. But what it means when the moon is void, of course, is that we don't have an emotional connection to the outcome. You might personally, if uh, something is transiting your horoscope, but overall the planetary weather says that people are just not as connected to the outcome of things. So we don't want to start something new. Um, if you meet somebody new and you really hit it off, the odds are it's not going to go anywhere, whether it's romantic or business or whatever. So always with what, of course, moon, it's great to work on projects already in motion, finish things up, clear your desk, recharge, take five. Perfect. When the moon enters the next sign, it'll be cancer, and it happens at 1.54 a.m. on the 29th. And once that occurs, I'd love to say now the moon is really well aspected, things are going to click along, it's going to feel a lot of resolution. Not necessarily, especially if there are discussions where there's some sort of power struggle, anything that involves money, anything that involves someone who needs to have a sense of, I know more than you do, and anyone who's very attached to the status quo. This is challenging time. Um, I, it, it's highlighted especially in the area of home and work. And those things, it doesn't matter if those things overlap in your life. They still, they still overlap in your life. So let me explain that better. Some people work in a family business. Obviously, that's going to be a big overlap. Uh, whereas other people, they go to a job, they come home, they don't have to think about the job at all. It's still having an effect because there's this segmented quality, which one could say is healthy, but there's a dynamic at this particular point in time over the next couple of days that may indicate a job that usually doesn't pull you in when you're home is pulling you in for some reason, either because you're directly involved in something that's going on or something that's happening at work is in your mind and space while you're at home. It could be as uh, distant as just somebody coming home and thinking to themselves, I think I have to change jobs. And so that's in their mind. Um, or it can be bigger, thinking about how there's, I, I'm not working well with someone at work. There's, a, a, it's a very uncomfortable relationship for me. And so it's haunting the home life. 
and vice versa, in that you could be at work and something that's going on at home is is hovering in the back of your brain. Could be anything, like uh, you're you're working on a um, makeover in your kitchen, or there's someone at home who you're concerned about, or in your uh, family unit. So these are these are things to be aware of over Wednesday and Thursday. And what's important again is that we're working on even keeling, so that we. Do we think about or give attention to what's appropriate at different points in time and we don't allow ourselves to get swept in undertow that really isn't helpful. And sometimes this is easier said than others because obviously if someone is dealing with something very emotional, it's very hard to segment. And so that might be a time to decide you need a personal day or just not deal in a work situation if you need to focus on home. When we get to Friday the 1st, that energy continues until 8.07 a.m., and then we have void of course until 11 a.m. So just know that after that point in the morning when the moon gets void, things should start to ease down. So avoid like a tense encounter if possible Friday the 1st because it's, it's not really helpful, obviously, and um, it's not where you want to go most likely. Once the moon enters Leo at 11 o'clock a.m., now we're in a really lovely weekend, which is kind of a reward for those of us who were working with the dynamics that I described and were not trying to push them away. Because when we deal directly with things that are um, presented at us, thrown at us, um, where we find ourselves in challenges, then we are we are paying attention and being present in our life. When we avoid or don't want to deal or, well, we can create situations that are magnified because they aren't necessarily going away, especially this past week. Once the moon enters Leo, however, on uh, Friday the 1st, then we're in this really nice sequence that the biggest challenge is deciding where you want to focus your energy, especially things that have to do with play, creativity, glamour, um, doing some sort of culturally uh, enjoyable event, uh, these are all things that, as I said, can be the rewards that weekend of what may have been, for some of us, a, a kind of stressful week. And stress, stress, we can choose to magnify it and just totally get into it, or we can choose to find ways to calm it down. Again, Easier said than done in some situations. Some people like to focus on breath and calm down that way. Other people 
it's useful to take a walk in nature, um, clear their head in some way. Do things, though, that are helpful to you, not things that make you deviate or try to um, tamp down the stress. What you want to look for are ways to release the stress, stress healthy ways to do that. Um, martial arts, uh, dance. I think dance is a fabulous way to release it, put on like some music you absolutely love and find infectious and dance around your closet, your room, where, wherever you can, just to shake it out, get it out of your body and put yourself in a place where you're able to really allow that creative weekend to, to bloom because we don't want to hold on to things that are basically holding us back. And that's what can happen this week if we get so into the power struggle, the dynamic, he says this, I say that, he says that, I say this. And we, we end up just basically doing what we always do. And that isn't where we want to go this week. And so how do we get out of that unhealthy pattern, whatever the pattern may be. And if you can do that, you should have a really great weekend, which we may have a really great weekend anyway, regardless, even if we weren't able to break out of those cycles. So, and give yourself that regardless. I'm not saying be punitive if, if you weren't able to do the homework. I, I'm saying that use this weekend for creative joy, pleasure, uh, a, a curiosity, and a seeking of things that really help you open up into more and more smiles. Smiling, incredibly healthy. Um, many of us don't smile enough, and a real genuine smile is a tremendous release. So Saturday highly productive, joyous day, but wow, Sunday, Sunday is the really beauty for creative inspiration, cracking into things that you've been trying to work and explore and create, just a, a really joyous day for improving a relationship, yourself, um, a, a project you've been working on, a, a lot of just creative inspiration flows in. The piece to be aware of is that there's a moon Pluto picture in the morning and that indicates we might be holding on like the dog with the bone to something and sometimes it's good to have that sort of focus and tenacity with something and then other times it's not helping us break into the spontaneity and joy that can take us to a new place moon goes void of course at 9 11 p.m on this day enters virgo at 10 50 p.m and that's an evening for really restorative rest and now i turn it over to susie okay thanks so much pam Inviting everyone now just to take a few moments, take a few deeper breaths and arrive.
just arriving into our body, into our mind, into the present moment. And you might notice just how much you bring with you into this present moment. All of our stuff, all of our thoughts, all of our worries, all of those things. And we so often hear from our therapist or our yoga teacher or the announcer on the radio or in a song where people just say, let it go, let it go, just let it go. When you're in an argument, let it go. When you're thinking about something too much, let it go. We've all heard it. We've all said it maybe a million times. Let's just actually contemplate now that letting go. What does letting go actually mean? In, in my mind, letting go is something that I actually don't always really want to do and I don't really encourage it because for me it's something that has to do with duality. If I let it go, where does it go to, right? Where does it disappear to out there in the universe? It's a, it's a thought pattern. It's something that exists, at least in that etherical realm of thoughts. So instead of letting it go, I like to do a transformation and I like to keep it all connected and all one and all complete. So think of something that you would like to let go of. Think of something that might be a worry, an issue, a situation a connection, something that doesn't feel right, something that's not working, something that makes you fearful or uncomfortable. And instead of letting it go, instead of just literally pushing it away and not being attached to it, let's change our perspective on it so that there is literally no attachment. So it's not that we're letting go, but that we've transformed it, we've changed it. We do something different to it. We see it in a different way. To me, this is all about perspective. And the key words that I like to use here are perspective and responsibility. So we taking in many cases, we are taking responsibility for the situation, for whatever it is that we want to let go of. And this is a very, very big, crucial piece of, sp of spiritual, spiritual development or spiritual uh, maturity, perhaps, might be the right word to take full responsibility for everything that happens to us 
whether it seems to be coming out of left field, whether it seems to be completely random, whether it seems to be extremely unfair, there is a mathematical equation, there is an energetic wave that is delivering this situation to you. There is a background, and it's usually a background that we, with our human mind, with our human understanding, don't necessarily get because we don't have insight into all of the things that have come before now. We can't really see into our past lives. We don't have the insight, really, to look into everything that has happened to this soul, to this being, to this consciousness that has led us to this place. We simply have to accept that where we are now is the result only of our actions, of our personal actions, even if we are experiencing them with a group, with the nation, with the planet. It is our individual choices, our individual actions and our individual thoughts that have brought us to this very place. We can't blame anyone. We really, really can't point the finger in any direction except to ourselves. If you think of karma as this mathematical equation that leads to this outcome, this place, this situation. So when we want to let something go, what is really important first is to take responsibility for whatever it is, taking personal responsibility, saying, I understand this on some deeper level, I'm understanding it. And then whatever that situation is, turn those lemons into lemonade. Change your perspective. If necessary, fly up higher, become the condor, become the eagle, fly way up high above the situation and look at it from a different angle. Look at it from a place which is your spiritual higher self and not the wounded ego or the poor me or the why me. Come higher, higher up and see what can I learn from this situation? What can I do in this situation that will create greater harmony? What can I do that will create greater loving kindness in myself and in others? What can I do? And many times it will be to simply not engage or walk away or be quiet. Sometimes it's not necessary to get into an argument. Sometimes it's not necessary to impose your ideas. Sometimes we just have to step back, chill out, and simply just be. What happens when you can be in that place of just being 
simply present and quiet. Take a few deeper breaths now and see what is that place, that situation, that feeling, whatever it is that you feel like you need to let go and really have a look at it. What is it? Really go deep. What do you feel? What do you really feel? Because usually when we want to let go of something, it makes us uncomfortable. It's usually something that scares us, makes us afraid. What are you afraid of? Just really go deep into that and have a look. Have a look at yourself. And as you go deeper, remember, you are consciousness, pure consciousness, and in every moment you are having a thought, speaking a word, making an action, and it's all coming from your choices, and every moment you have a choice to come from love and not from fear, to come from freedom. to come from loving kindness. And as you take a few deeper breaths, just remember that everybody around you is on this same journey, some suffering so much more than others, and those that are being in that place of suffering may also be those ones that trigger you, that hurt you, that act out, because they are coming from fear. They are coming from suffering. Let us approach these situations again with wisdom, with understanding and with loving kindness. Take a few deeper breaths. Allow yourself to become present. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much, Pam. Love now, everyone. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.